or no, this is your last chance. No beating around the bush. Perhaps I was talking when I should have been listening. This is the Redefine Relentless Podcast. Welcome back to Redefine Relentless. This episode was actually created six months ago, which is crazy. It was made in December with me and my buddy Tyler. Uh, but what happened in the tough part was the audio was so hard to work around and in, in with my skills and if I had to pay someone to be way too much money. Um, but luckily there's AI now. So Adobe Podcasters, it's in beta. So I use that and it sounds a lot better, a ton better. It just, it was my first time in person in this room in the same mic and it was, it was, it wasn't good at all. But luckily Adobe uh, Podcast did an amazing job with its AI technology. Um, just a quick update. I've been working on simpler living like crazy. Don't think I've been just walking away. It's been a month and a half since my last episode dropped, never finished, which blew up, which was awesome. Um, but anyways, getting really into this episode, though, I wanted to give you a very quick peek into what you're going to hear because you guys are used to this structure where I'm super professional, super business, super getting to the point. But quite frankly, this episode's the opposite of that, which I actually appreciate in becoming vulnerable and trying something different and someone kind of bringing a better you that isn't as serious out. And I think some of this episode had that, but also not taking away from the episode because there is a lot of good points that Tyler brings up and the things that he has to go after. Uh, he's like, I have to be more accountable. There's so much stuff he gets into, but there's going to be funny jokes here and there. So that's what I liked about this episode. One of my top things that I like, and you're going to have to listen, it is broken up into two parts. I couldn't get this guy to stop talking. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Tyler will laugh at that. Um, so I split it into two parts. And if people are interested, I want to post the second one as well. It just became too long. It was literally an hour and 40 minutes. So I had to make it into like 50 minutes uh, and then work on some edits and stuff. But other than that, it's split in half. So at the end, it'll be kind of cut off a little bit. But there's going to be more, a bonus that I plan to, to publish in the future. But I hope you guys enjoy this episode. We spent a lot of time, and it's super funny. I, I highly recommend listening to the whole thing because you'll get a giggle or two and also learn something from Tyler. Uh, and to Tyler, I appreciate you being my friend, dude. We've been through a lot together. Dude, I'm just so proud of you for trying this out uh, and, and being different and not meeting the quota. I know things have been tough. Uh, they haven't been easy the way things have gone in life, but I just also wanted to say that I love you to death, brother, and I'm just super excited that to call you a friend. Welcome back to Redefine Relentless. It is episode 90, and I'm here with a buddy, Tyler Mondragon, that I've known for, let's see, since uh, it had been junior year of high school yeah. for me and senior year for you, so that's uh, six, six, seven years, mm -hmm. something like that, known each other for a long time. Um, the title of this podcast, I don't know. We're going to come up with that later. Um, but there's a lot of stuff to talk about. Tyler has um, gone on to be a co-founder of Tyler Collins, uh, a freight brokerage firm. And we're going to be talking about a lot, a lot of that today. First and foremost, thanks, Tyler, for coming on the podcast. If you could do a quick introduction to the audience, that'd be awesome. Yeah, my name is Tyler Mondragon. I'm 23. I'm Hunter's friend uh, and a fellow entrepreneur. <laughs> um, yeah, I... I own a freight brokerage with uh, my business partner. I started about six or seven months ago, and uh, now we're here. Kind of really just wanted to talk about it, share my experiences on how I started everything up, and uh, you know, uh, the mentality of took to uh, to keep going and and uh, you know, you know, really plant. I'm continuing to plant those seeds of the labor will sprout. Yeah, hopefully, you know, as soon as possible. But yeah, absolutely. And what what I what I'm I was talking to Tyler before this. Uh, about how excited I was to kind of have him on the podcast because it's it's a lot of the beginning stages of uh, starting a business that we don't uh, see. It's like the successful, the Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk that get highlighted and spotlighted in newses in the news, and it's hard to see some of these companies that are smaller that are starting in the startup phase and really hearing what people are going through. And of course, Mark Cuban, Elon, all have their own stories from getting up. But I think it's like while you're in the moment bringing someone on that's going through it currently. My first question to you, Tyler, is what inspired you to start this company with Colin? Oh, so I actually I used to work at a different business, uh, another freight brokerage, really large one uh, in the country. And it was uh, I found out that like our CEO was like the richest man in Ohio uh, in like 2017 or something. I was like you know, uh, a freight brokerage. And I was like, you know, how much revenue did we do like this, this year? And it's like, oh, like 8 billion. And it's like, 
wow, like, you know, a company with like 2,000 employees and dollars in revenue. It's like, holy shit. Like, and I think the, it's a funny story because he was caught, con- he contacted Forbes because Forbes posted that or, yeah. you know, uh, wrote it or whatever. And uh, Richest Man in Ohio, and they, he was like, please take that down. He was like, this is the industry where I don't want to be known as the richest man yeah. in the world. Uh, just in terms of because of who we work with, our customers. Yeah. They're like, wait a second, like eight billion dollars <laughs> like, oh my uh like and so um it, it was definitely that where I, I kinda was like, Yeah, we're making a lot of money. I you know, I'm doing a lot. Um uh it, what I did specifically was just work with uh, another broker on an account. Uh, you know, would manage trucks, do the daily tasks, same, you know, just work a lot with the trucking side of the business. Yeah. Um you know, beating down rates is, you know, what they call it, you know, making as much money as possible, pretty much every day as you go in, you try to make as much money as possible, you know, seize every opportunity, read the market, understand what you're doing and, you know, make money. And, um, and I was like, man, like, you know, I'm only making so much of this. And even my, the, the guy that I was working under, he was making a shit ton of money, but he's only making just a fraction of what this, the CEO is making. And he, and he came in um, a couple weeks after I, I was really thinking about it, you know, he came in, shook my, you know, he met everybody, shook my hand. I was like, oh my God. I was like, that was the richest hand I've ever shook in my life. I was like, yeah. I was like, this guy, I was like, this guy has billions of dollars and he shook my hand. I'm driving like a 1998 Honda Civic. Like, like he should go wash his hand after this. <laughs> ben. Um, no, Ben, he was definitely aspiring. And, um, my business partner, best friend, Colin, who I work with who really, really pushed it on me and was just like, you know, do this. It's a great opportunity. It's something that we can do ourselves and, you know, reap all the rewards. And, uh, you know, it took a couple of months. It wasn't like an easy transition. It was definitely terrifying. And especially when you're, I was in a position where I was starting to make more and more money, more money than I ever made in my life. Yeah. Um, which is not saying a lot, but it wasn't, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, uh, I was like, oh, I was like, dude, this is tough. I'm like, First of all, I'm like, what am I to tell my girlfriend? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I quit my job. Like, <laughs> it was just a combination of, uh, of you know, being pushed by someone else. It wasn't 100% totally me. It, it, at the same time, it takes two to tango. And like, you know, you can't blame anyone else for mistakes. So it's like, you know, when it comes to, um, you know, positive things, rewards, it's like, it's like, okay, this person helped me. It's easy. To, you know what I mean? So it's like, you, you can, you can place a lot of things on other people, on yourself. Uh, when it comes to the decision making and if you're going to regret anything but uh yeah one of those things was i, I was terrified of he was like dude come on like we're gonna do this you know we got this there's lots of money to be made you know how to do it i'm good at sales and that's kind of like where the the partnership came in uh he was like i can do the sales and you do the trucking and i was like all right i was like that's genius i was like yeah I- i'm cool with that because i i'm not too much of a sales guy like i understand how to do it and I-, I know what i'm looking for but you get me on the phone and like I freeze up, I start yeah. stuttering. Like you know, a couple beers, maybe I'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, That's good though. You understand your pros and cons, so you can work on your strengths and not focus on your weaknesses. Whereas ideally, your co-founder or someone that starts a business with you can seal your weaknesses, and it makes a a too happy medium of people in starting a company. Um, and that's really what co-founding. I had um, Jake Henry, my buddy, I was just telling you about before this uh, come on my podcast episode, and he had his buddy Nick join him as a co-founder in the same situation. Jake, super smart, he's studying pharmaceuticals or something in that industry. Don't quote me on that. Sorry, Jake. And he he's building this. Have you seen James Harden wear the, like his strap or whatever, like the black sticker on his arm or some oh, people? Yeah. So he's basically doing that, but adding like a pod to it, and it's like electrical um, therapy, um, basically physical therapy, and it uses AI to massage your muscles in a specific way to help recovery go a lot quicker. Okay. Um, so he builds that, but he's like, I have no idea how to build this. So the buddy he got, Nick, was like, he's an electric, he's like in a uh, software engineer, works at like one of the biggest hospitals in New York and doing like their off-grid systems and stuff or something attuned to that. So he, he knew what he was, yeah, he knew what he was doing, but he had no idea, but he understood the business side and the opportunity. He didn't know how to, like, he knew the idea and what he was doing, but he needed someone to come in and so it engineer. was, yeah, exactly. He and so he's a co-founder of the business. And I think it was just a happy medium of getting between yeah. those two, which I think is really good. And it's like you and uh, Colin have a good match off of 
a happy balance to weigh in each other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So Colin tried to, he didn't try, obviously he did, <laughs> uh, get you into the business. Was it hard in the beginning? Was it like, or was it like when you talked about it more and more, you were like, okay, I really need to do this and I understand it. Uh, so the thought of it always looks in your life. Yeah. You know, opportunity is going to excite you. Um, so I was definitely like, dude, like, you know, we have a couple of beers. I'm like, dude, that's awesome. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, like we should, dude, we're going to be so rich. Like, <laughs> and then, you know, I get to work and then he's like, all right, you got to quit your job. And I'm like, <laughs> like, how do I say this? And, uh, where I worked, I was kind of scared because it was like a job where they were like, all right, like if you quit, it's a not compete. Yeah. They, I doubt they would have really took it seriously, but I didn't really want to take any chances. But I, you know, I thought they were like, all right, they probably, you know, they replaced me and like, yeah, yeah. Uh, what was the question again? <laughs> no, you're good. It was it was more or less you and Colin. How did he convince you? Like in in that phase, oh, but yeah, you know yeah. you were building up to that. Yeah. So um, I just you know and that's when the the fifty percent of me kicked in and, and was like just push. I, I've always been someone who's kind of just been willing to push myself over the edge to see what's yeah. gonna happen. Yeah. I just put myself in horribly ridiculous situations <laughs> <laughs> because. Because usually, like, you know, I take it, I, you got to take a leap of faith and, like, order to grow. So yeah. I, if I force myself to become extremely uncomfortable, it's going to force me to, to dig and with that, like, grow stronger and more confident, certain aspects. Like, I like to bring it back to, like, the roots. Like, when I first started driving, I had a really big fear of driving. I thought I was going to crash and die. Like, I thought, like, I was going to fly off the road. I don't know. It was really weird. And, um, uh, but then I was like, dude, I'm just going to, I'm hopping on the highway. Like, I'm going to hop on the highway and just drive and go 80 and, like, see what, and, like, I was shaking. Like, <laughs> I was also in, like, a, like a, a shit box, but, yeah. uh, I'll, you know, go, just got to hop on the highway and go 80, get used to it. And then, you know, nowadays, like, I'll fly 90 on the freeway. Like, <laughs> I listen, bumping music, one hand on the steering wheel, like, texting. Nah, don't, don't text me. I don't text me. Seriously. But, uh, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so it's, it's that sense of, uh, like, Deep down, like I, I know that if I don't make myself uncomfortable, I I'm not gonna do. It. Yeah, I don't make myself like uh, absolutely need something. Yeah, then I won't do it. So um, so yeah, I, I just kind of put. I was like, all right, time to you know get up and push yourself over the edge, and I did it. And I was just you know I sent my letter of resignation. Like no longer to work for you guys. Yeah. Uh, no 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 reason why I don't need to give you a reason really. Yeah. Like um, sorry. Like not really. Not. It's, you shouldn't be sorry for ever quitting a corporate job. Yeah. You should be thankful and, you know, I cut ties and burn bridges. But, uh, yeah, no, and I was, um, and I, uh, yeah, I, I did it. And then uh, it, it was going great the first couple couple months. Like, mm -hmm. you know, we were doing, the market was in a decent place. Um, we had, we're getting customers, we're moving freight, uh, we're doing loads, making making some money. Yeah. Um, and then I think just uh, what I kind of knew was, was going to happen was, like, I wasn't, um, so the first time I wasn't, it's someone's like watch. Yeah. Someone wasn't really yeah. keeping me on what to do. Yeah. And like, I had never been my own boss before. Mm -hmm. So I definitely was slacking off in certain areas, doing certain things I should have been doing, spending money. Right. I shouldn't have been spending money. I should have been saving. Mm -hmm. I had money coming in still, uh, from the job before off of mm -hmm. commissions. Yeah. And, uh, I, <laughs> and I was just like, dude, I was like, dude, I was like, let's go hit the casino. And like. <laughs> you hit the casino one too many times and then yeah. like oh my gosh but it's also things like that where you know, I, I don't have any money so it work and so i'm working my my ass off i'm like i gotta catch up and so yeah it it's definitely like a roller coaster of um just uh you know if, if you're scared of something just throw yourself into it like hit rock bottom go ahead it's fine because it's like, <laughs> I mean, obviously, like, yeah, I get what you're saying, though. But in a sense, like, sometimes you do need to, like, hit, hit like, a bottom or um, be in a very, like, stressful situation to uh, really exercise yourself. Yeah. And, like, build those yeah. muscles and, and grow and become stronger. And then, then it's like, oh, like, quitting my job. Like, I do that every, like, like I'll, do I'll quit my job right now. Like, yeah. And then yeah. it becomes something like that. You know, I'll hop on the highway and go 80. Like, yeah. it's fine. Like, it, it's cool. Uh, um, I'm used to it. Yeah. That's really, I always say on the podcast, get comfortable with becoming uncomfortable because whenever you become a plateau, you plateau in whatever you do, you make the same amount of money and you stay at the same purpose where 
if you have a growth mindset, you can just continuously keep on compounding your knowledge and grow more and more and more instead of staying in the same place your entire life uh, when you in enter the career, um, which I just think is like sad in the industry, in some industries where like people just don't want to grow. They just want to get their paycheck and go home. And that's completely fine. It depends on the person, but like they're not looking for any improvement where I'm like trying to meet that line and just keep on improving to get better and better. It's like throwing myself out there as well. Like starting a podcast two years ago, I was like, eh, like the thoughts in my head that started accumulating, like all these thoughts that you get of just starting something. It's like these thoughts just, and then it, like you said, it's like, I literally one week was like, all right, I'm starting it. I like order all the equipment and stuff. So I'm like, well, I'm broke. I'm in college. And I just spent $300 in equipment. <laughs> I'm going to make this work. I have to make Yeah, and literally. And and the thing is, is I knew from the beginning I wasn't going to make any money, but it was like, it was, and I say this all so much, is like to expand my network and to gain a ton of business knowledge because now I'm pushed to read books, to have CEOs, have guests on, just a bunch of different people on the podcast to expand my knowledge, but again, helping the audience with this journey of growing and learning as well. And it was like throwing myself out there. I wouldn't be where I'm at today. It's like, you wouldn't be where you're at today if you didn't start your own business. And it like takes those times of like, when you were like, I went to go gamble and like, I or, you know, whatever you were like the irrational spending or whatever you had to do it in order to learn from it. And then you hit rock bottom and you're like, I won't do that again because once you get very rich and then you hit rock bottom, you're like, well, this is completely different from going from like, you know, a little to like nothing to a lot to, to yeah, yeah, everything to nothing. <laughs> and it's like, you learn that. And so like you have to learn that through your journey in order to, I, it's funny, like to be healthy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and like you healthy. said, you know, to exercise and to understand, you have to go through experiences. Like my dad tells me so much and, um, you know, certain things, and then I'll turn my back and then do exactly what he says not to. And then yeah, I end up failing in doing, and what happens is exactly what he said. And then he's like, I told you so. And it's like, but I don't know. I just have to learn through experience in my way. Um, and it's, it's sometimes that I take advice, uh, but it's sometimes hard for me, but it's again, once you learn it, it hits you a lot yeah. harder when someone's first someone telling. Yeah. It's like, it's like what we were talking about before we started the podcast was like, what, what if somebody just gave me a million dollars? It's like. Oh, I would love to say like I, oh, I sound smart. Like oh, I would invest it. Like you know, I'd buy some options and like, yeah. some stocks, and you know, put in some funds. And uh, but it's like I'd probably buy a car. Like <laughs> I'm not gonna be honest. Like yeah. Like but that I you know I know I shouldn't think like that. I buy I'd buy like something really nice for someone that I loved or something like that. But yeah. I don't know because I haven't. Yeah. But it's like uh, I have been in similar situations where I've been given something or done something, and I, yeah. I took advantage of it. So yeah. I was like, okay, I definitely. Don't have the best self control, even a little thing. So you give, yeah. give me a million dollars, like I'm like, dude, I got a boat. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's that's what's so important in sharing this stuff because, like, the realisticness of someone saying something versus when the reality happens and what they do. Right. It's all. It's you know, we all hope that it's said money brings out the real person. The money really changes some people, but some people are able to stay attuned to what, who is it? Adam Sandler. Like, bro, I see so many videos like on TikTok and stuff. He'll just like show up to like a chicken place wearing like homeless clothes or something. And then it's like, he's just has stayed himself through it all. And, but it's, it's hard because it's such a fraction of percent to actually do it versus if you make money and then you have all this money and then you like, what would you do with it? Right. You hope you would invest it for your future self, but you're like, well, what if I did this? What if I went to buy a Ferrari? Yeah, exactly. Well, no, until the time comes. Yeah, exactly. And it's those little things that lead up to when the time comes that will determine what you actually do. Yeah. Who you are, what you've learned, how, how you behave and react and adapt. Yeah. If you're not there yet, yeah, you are going to buy that. Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> no question about that. Um, through your business and starting it with Colin, obviously, what have been some challenges you guys have faced, you know, like whether it be like COVID or something happening, gas prices? Because I know obviously I'm in the oil business being in Jiffy Lube. I see the prices um, from distributors and seeing how they increase, you know, like loads cost more, obviously, when uh, gas prices or diesels way up. Yeah. Um, so like how what are some challenges just in general that you faced and how have you overcome them or how are you trying to currently overcome? Um, so when diesel started going up, I was currently working a larger brokerage. Uh, specifically in that scenario, uh, 
the industry that I work in when you're freight brokerage, it's all on market. It's all going to get moved regardless. And it's a lot of like empty complaints. Like, oh, you've seen the gas prices, this and that. And it's like, all right, like market value is this much. Like, I, I understand the gas prices suck, but it's like, are you going to take the load or not? Like, are you going to do this or not? Are you accept the amount of money that I'm paying and mostly everyone else is paying? Or are you going to take the risk to try to make more for someone else and then end up, excuse me, end up losing out? And so it's, um, it's definitely like, you got to just keep your cool and you got to adapt to everything because it's like, uh, even though the price is rise, like it's still going to get done. It's the same way uh, as you think about it. It's like, um, gas prices were fucking expensive, but I was still buying gas. <laughs> yeah. Like I still yeah. had to get to work. Yeah. So people still have jobs to do. So it's, uh, in a sense, it's like, um, just really focus, like, you know, what you hear and, um, and complaints and like, it kind of sucks. Like, don't let that determine the reality of things. Like, yeah. Let, let the money talk, let the, the foundation of the business and how successful things have been. And, the you know what I mean? Cause it's like, you know, it's been a, a freight, you know, freight brokering has been around forever. You know what I mean? like, yeah. Just because gas prices go out. It, it's a conversation that you need to have as well, um, with your customers and with the people that you're paying and people that are paying you. And, you know, hey, listen, you want to sound education. You're there for, you know, when it comes to being uh, at a brokerage and someone's having a client, you're doing stuff for them. Not only are you moving freight for them, but you're educating them on the market. You're letting them know what's going on. Like, hey, listen, um, diesel's getting super high. This might affect the market. You know, prices might be more expensive than usual. That way you get more cut money from your customer. That way you have more money to not yeah, and necessarily more money to pay your care. Yeah. So you have more money to pay the trucker. Yeah. And then that way it doesn't fuck with your margins. Yeah. And then <laughs> so okay. it's uh it, adapting and then keeping like a level head is definitely like don't freak out. Like one of those things. Um uh, it, okay, and then in terms to uh one of the challenges face like starting a company yeah. like uh on an individual level outside of just um yeah, the market uh, is definitely just holding yourself accountable. That's it's extremely hard, and I, I'm someone with you know with ADHD. I you know I don't I don't really like taking Adderall. It makes me kind of um, <laughs> and then I'm all home alone on Adderall, just like <laughs> like I mean, yeah, it makes me focus and stuff like that. But uh, I'd rather not take it. But being able to just uh, be like, listen, got to work, got to do things, and um. The motivation that you receive that you have is uh kind of got to build it inside like you know i, I think people kind of think that you know want it i'm going to want it but it's like make yourself want it then yeah. like talk you know kind of you know speak affirmations you know listen like i, I want to make a lot of money like come on like you want to do the think about it, things a lot make it visual you know put like posting notes on your thing like work <laughs> like, like <laughs> just work like do something <laughs> and so I, I think that was the biggest struggle was when we started making money like easy like hey, we can do this like, yeah of course it's kind of like quote-unquote like easy because it's a trillion dollar market there's money there to be made it's something that is necessary for everybody like every company needs it yeah and so all you're doing is just providing something for someone that that uh something that they already you know i mean you're, you're giving them solutions that they were going to get from somewhere else if not yeah and um uh, yeah so it was just like keep you know started slacking off a little bit definitely me as well you know, waking up a little bit later, you know, because I think the biggest thing that in my mind was okay, schedule is important. Everything outside of even outside of business, like you should have a schedule for health, for business, for family, for friends to keep maintain balance. And um, once that gets thrown off, you know, it's like making your bed every morning. You ever seen that video with the yeah, <laughs> like the the general or whatever yeah, talking yeah. about making your bed every morning? It's kind of like that. So I wasn't I stopped making my bed every morning, and so. It's like that kind of just throws you off, and you start doing these little things. Oh, you start getting lazy here and there, and then eventually, it's like it starts affecting everything. Whoa! Like, yeah, I need to get back on it. I need to hold my. There's no one else. I don't need to clock in. So it's like I don't have a boss telling me that I'm going to be fired if I'm late. Yeah. Like I'm already. I'm doing my job already. I I know I'm doing my job, but it's like, it's like you're not here to do bare minimum. You shouldn't be trying to be do bare bare minimum. Yeah. Like it's easy. To get into that flow, though, it's easy to get into that easiness of it. But it's not going to be easy. If you want um, reward, it's not going to be easy. And it's like, yeah, there's opportunity. Someone could be like, hey, you know, we want to use you for a huge project. You're going to make a million dollars, whatever. It's super easy. Like, 
that, that's that's opportunity, but you know, opportunity doesn't always come by unless you make it. Yeah. And so it's just the combination of opportunity, luck, that the one thing that you do have control of is your work ethic. Yeah. So it's like um it's like keeping just a good work ethic, keeping a good schedule, um, understanding like what you're doing and using your time like valuably. Um, because there are times where like you're not gonna be uh doing things. So it's like what are you gonna do in that meantime? Update, research the market or Joking for a little bit, like she's just yeah, fuck around for a little bit. And yeah. well, I'm at home right now, I'll just yeah. like let me just uh go do something else. Or so I, I think that was like the biggest the biggest thing was being left alone. <laughs> <laughs> no, but actually, like, with yeah. no supervisor, some yeah. sort, no supervision. Wow. So yeah, that's the first time I've actually someone said that, and it's so much truth. It's like you're your own boss now. You've like, especially if you've had a job and you've gone through corporate or you've gone through, you know, retail or whatever you have. There's usually someone above you and to hold you accountable. Hey, you need to do this, 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 this. You're like, okay, I need to do that, 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 that. And we're all in fine. trouble. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. And then, so now though, you own your own business and then you have to be accountable for what you have. And if you put in the bare minimum, you're going to fail. There's no question in almost any industry. You put in the bare minimum, you're just not going to make it because there's someone that's hungrier that's going to take that piece of the pie that you have. And, and if you don't treat your customers right, like, you know, you won't have repetitive business and then you'll always be looking for customers. And that's just a whole problem cycle that you get through. So there's like so much in business you have to understand, but it doesn't happen until you start it. So it's one thing to talk about it and it's one thing to start it. And then it definitely with accountability wise is just like, that's just so true. It's like, even on the podcast, like no one's telling me I have to do this. I have to come out with 90 episodes. There's not a gun to my head saying all this stuff. It's that, and I, that, that's why I ground myself and feel like passion is so important in what you do. And there's, you know, it's different mindsets. Some, some like I want to make a lot of money works for some people. It just hasn't worked for me in most case scenarios. I just always think about it. How will this help me grow and leave a bigger legacy than I have? Because Time is the only thing that we have that cannot be replaced. Our time right here cannot be replaced and money can always be recouped and replenished. But our time, once it comes, it goes. Yeah, there's we are getting the, the, the past 33, four years behind us back. It's already gone. A fourth of our life at most is gone. Some like a third. Um, but it's, I think with that accountability though, that just speaks volumes. And I, I really... Thank you for being honest with that, because like, I think when people start a business, you think like, oh, I'm going to like, I'm going to do this. But again, it's what that we were talking about, the what you think, like with the money, yeah. it's like what you think versus the reality of what happens when you start it. You're like, well, I don't have a boss and like, yeah. I'm waiting on this thing to happen. I can play or I can do this. I can run to the store. I can go look at certain things or I can go to the casino. And then it's like, but it's like. You learn through your process and your journey in which you grow so much more, um, hopefully, because if you just keep on doing repetitive things over exactly. and over again, yeah. you're going to fail. But um, that that is just, that is so interesting. I'm curious. So when, talk me through day one, you quit your job and what what is kind of happening? I, I want to hear this process because it's like the truth of the reality of when people start a business. Was it planned like... Um, you were you were already working like a month part time or whatever, and then you just had a transition, or was it yeah. like I quit? And so started? okay, so it was like we knew that we were absolutely gonna do it like a couple months before I quit. It was it was honestly me uh, being like, listen, I just want a couple more paychecks in before I do this. Yeah. I want to get you know money. I want I want money to say to spend to have that way. And so I was like, okay, if I can save up enough to have about like six months worth of spending, I'll be okay. Yeah. Um. And so I was kind of getting there. Uh, you know, we were uh, filling out paperwork, documents. Uh, Colin had like, you know, what were your understanding? Uh, paperwork side of the business, of, yeah. like a legality of things. And um, so we were doing all that, getting all the things that we needed necessary to operate this business. Yeah. And that took months. That took a far longer, you know, it's expectations and versus reality and so we were now was that with just being in a freight business or was that just in gen uh that that was uh being in the freight business i'm gotcha. sure i'm sure honestly though but i'm pretty sure in general that'll be everything yeah like you know you think uh if you want to do become like a storage broker 
Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, all I need is my mortgage license. And then yeah. you're like, I'm going to go get that. And then I'm good. And then it's like, you need a couple more things than that. Yeah. And so it was definitely like that for freight brokering. We were like, all we all we need is, a, you know, an MC, motor carrier number, and then a um, uh, broker's license. I was like, and then we're good to go. Yeah. That was not all we needed. <laughs> <laughs> that was not all we needed. There was a lot of big words on these pieces of paper I didn't understand. <laughs> like a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of things I didn't know what I was doing. I, I messed up. One thing, I checked the box. And like submitting this paperwork to the, I think it's the FM uh, CSA. It's just like the Federal Motor Carrier, mm-hmm. whatever, something association. Um, uh, the, <laughs> I, I like, uh, I selected something I didn't need to. And it cost us $300. It was a $300 mistake on paperwork that I made. Oh and it's like, sorry. Like, <laughs> I, like, I didn't, like, I guess I should have uh, researched it more. But then it's, it's, you know, it's, uh you know, researching is easier said than done. Like, look it up online. It's like, yeah. okay, I'll, so I'm like. I'll just start like a free brokerage. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But, uh, some advice too. Like, uh, I think the biggest thing that you could do is just like if you're working in an industry and you do want to start your own business, uh, suck the corporation that you work for, drive information. Yeah. Suck the, of all the resources, use, look up on their little like interweb or, you know, every business has their own little website that yeah. only employees can use. I have all, a bunch of documents, information. Yeah. Look at it, look it up, see how it's done. Yeah. Call your accounting department and be like, how does accounting work? You know, call your, uh, whatever department, call HR and be like, how does HR work? Why does that operate? Because I don't know how it works. I didn't know what accounting was. I thought people just paid us and then like <laughs> I get to, you know, every two weeks I get money. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it's like if you if you want information, like it's like at everything, it's like just ask, like ask questions, ask questions, ask questions, take notes, yeah, absorb as much. Be a sponge. Be a sponge, and just like um, if you want to know something, don't the don't be like ponder about it, but don't be you know scared to ask as well. Like you know, call up accounting and be like, hey Deborah, like and she's like, what can I do for you? So you like, <laughs> it's like I just want to know, like how does uh the pay, you know how long do people usually take to pay? Is that legal? Like, is that like uh, by law or is it just how we do things? Is it, you know, by this, is, you know, what happens if this happens? What happens if that happens? Because if you don't ask those questions, which is totally fine, you're going to learn by experience eventually. And you learn on your own. And, and you learn on your own dime. Yeah. And which is, it's going to happen and it's going to, you know, it's like, uh, it's one of those things too, where it's like, um, it's like, it's scary. But like, you, you got to throw yourself to the wolves. You got to like, you know. Uh, you know, set up a contract with a carrier with like certain things, and you're like, oh my gosh, like I did that wrong. Like, <laughs> but now I know. I now I know how yeah. it works. Now you know I, I did something wrong. Now it's like getting in trouble. Uh, with yourself, someone's gonna fire you. Don't be too scared. Yeah, yeah. You know, like <laughs> you're just gonna cost your business. You know? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so I ramble. Uh, no, that's what the whole point yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what were we getting at? Uh, just well, when you were starting like day one and you were talking about it, yeah. though, that was the whole point of like when you're starting a business and you're like all this stuff you didn't realize, which I think is really good for the audience to hear because it's like realisticness. You like, no, it's like literally I have the mindset too. Now, given my podcast doesn't have an LLC wrapped around it because I'm just publishing things and I'm not uh, monetizing or making money to the point where... I have to report to the government. I made 37 cents. I'm not sure the government's going to be calling me and be like, we want our, our, we want our dime, quite literally. <laughs> it's like, but it's like, I, I was lucky enough. That's why, um, that's not the reason why I didn't really try to get monetization, but it's always to have, be free and be a free resource to people because it pushes me to grow and the audience to learn. But with going back to what you were saying, though, was like the point of like your learnings and when you were starting it and you're like, you have to go through this process in order to understand it. And it's like you you make this small mistake, you make this $300 mistake. Is it in the world? No. But it's like, yeah. could you have learned it? Sure. And what's interesting you said with the account and like absorbing being a sponge and what I'm trying to do, especially um, given that I like told my boss, like, I really want to start my own company and stuff like that. And I'm through or fellowship, which is two year program. And I've already, what's crazy is it's almost been eight months already. So I'm almost at the halfway point, which just like blows my mind in four months um, that I'll be like technically halfway through my fellowship, uh, which has been detrimental to the connections I have today. But I was like, to the point that you were saying, like asking those questions is what I keep on doing. 
I don't get to talk to my boss a whole lot, um, given he's busy and he has an operation of 17 Jiffy Loops. Like, I don't expect him to know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, he's like, what the fuck on Yeah, exactly. But, and, and that goes with the accountability and think what you're talking about. And in my example is that I'm at Cohadge right here, right now. And it's like, I don't have anyone looking over me. But I think it's good because I don't think I need someone to micromanage me. And then it sets my character. And um, what's the word? Um, not trust, but there's like temptation, te temptation when no, what you do when no one's looking and it's like temptation can be so hard, but it's like when I'm not micromanaged, which is what I hoped. And I've always had aspiration to become an entrepreneur. I've done things. I've failed. I've sold Jordans and like, I've like lost everything selling shoes and stuff. Cause I got stuff stolen. It's like those things that we learn. but getting back to the point of like learning and fulfilling, I think is really good of what you were saying and getting at was like, if you're at a business and you plan to get in that business to be asking as many questions yes. to like not be able. And like my dad told me in which I joined our fellowship, cause I wanted to start my business right after college. He's like, learn on someone else's dime. Yeah. And then like, I look back and I'm like, holy shit. Like I literally, if, I started, I feel like I would have failed because like there's so much I've learned within this eight months of business and like the actual operations, not in entrepreneurship in school, but the real life of things like yeah. the wolves and getting thrown out. And you're like, oh my gosh, wait, hold on. I'm not right. I'm not, I was playing with paper. Now I got to play with wolves. So it's like a completely different reality. And it's like, uh, I'm glad that I get to learn on someone else's dime, but it's funny you bring up the accounting. I was just texting our accounting department because we we like contract them out. They're not a part of our business, but it's like we pay a firm to do our accounting. Yeah. And I was asking, I was like, hey, is there like any like secret sauce in accounting? Like, is there like a book or something that tells you like all these secrets of the industry? It's like, I know like a G rep wagon can be a write-off. That's why a lot of people that own businesses have them because it's past a point of 6,000 pounds to 14,000 pounds. Uh, and that's like a write-off of a vehicle. Yeah. It's considered like a heavy industrial vehicle or something. Mm -hmm. And that's why people get G-Wagons. Yeah. So it's like, I like those types of things. I was like, is there anything like a resource that it's like, boom, here are all these tax advantages. And then she was like, unfortunately, there's not such thing. It's like in through depths of accounting that you understand things like that. Right. It's and an experience. Like, yeah. There's exactly. no book written out exactly. that. And it's like, you... you Google it and you're like, how to do this? Yeah, exactly. It's an effort. It's that simple. Yeah, exactly. Like starting a freight business. It's like, well, it's I, I did my three things. Like I followed the wiki <laughs> It's not that simple and you just have to jump. But I think like, again, taking a calculated risk in the which of like asking all those questions, again, not learning from your own dime, but someone else's in which that you can have that much more successes and less headaches throughout your business. But I think, yeah, that's what we were getting at to um, give you back the mic was like through that process of really just starting. And I think you were getting at a, a yeah, stop. Just uh, I think talking about uh, uh, just things that aren't. Yeah, real, like when you were first starting your business, I, that's what we were really getting at was like when you call on and you quit your job day one and you were like, you're talking about all these mistakes yeah. and had really helped. Yeah, so uh, yeah, we we're talking about like, oh, if I knew right away, like, you know, when I was going to quit and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, so all the paperwork and stuff, uh, that was happening. You know, I was asking questions. I was trying to figure things out. I was looking at documents. I was looking at um, everything that we had that, I, you know, I was like. At your job. Yeah, my job. Yeah, I'm in at the time. And now, now I'm going to go off topic just for a second. Like, yeah, you were saying, like, yeah, when, um, like, talking to your boss, like, when that when the CEO came in and he shook my hand and I was just like, my biggest regret is just, like, I should have asked him something. I should have been, like, been like, dude, like, were you scared? Like. And he had, they, they tell you the story, like he, it's, it was him and his friend and they rented out office space and they slept and ate and showered there and yeah. they worked their tits off and, <laughs> became, yeah. and became like a successfully. So, you know, we know the story, but it's like, I want to, I want to like, like a real, like the real story. I want the like, like, dude, like, were you scared? And it's like, yeah, yeah dude, I cried because like, I didn't know like what I was going to do. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like, okay. Um, I'm a billionaire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, but that, that is so true. Like in Elon Musk had that point where he was about to file for bankruptcy. He just, I think it was through Tesla. I was reading, I have a podcast over, um, two podcasts over Elon Musk and talking about his journey because I read this like 500 page book that talks about the depths of Elon Musk where you won't find in inter any interview. This is the only author that Elon Musk agreed to like basically open his life to and be written about. So it's the only book you can read, and it's such a long, detailed, lengthy book that most people don't finish it, but I have an entire podcast over it. It's a similar thing. Like, they were literally showering at the YMCA, him and his um, his business party partner, 
might have been his brother, Elon Musk. I kind of forget. Um, but it was like almost the same exact thing. And there was a point where he was about to file for bankruptcy because he wasn't about to meet uh, payroll the next day. And it was like on a holiday. It was literally this time around the year. It was like December. And he was like, I'm not going to meet payroll for Tesla or something because he doesn't have enough money. And then like 10 minutes before payroll went out, they got more funding that entered the bank from an investor. And then it like paid through it. And he's like, we literally would have burned that. Yeah. Like you don't understand. Like we were, we were... 30 minutes away from failing, but luckily 10, 20 minutes of a gap of like had time or something like that. Give an opportunity and want to get into that as well as like opportunity. Thinking about your business, uh, multiple things. Cause if you're trying to be like an entrepreneur and trying to for business, do things like, I, I know like talking about how like being specific and like really grinding and studying getting your 10,000 hours in specific subject like if that fails uh you know there's other things that you can do obviously like you're someone if you're already doing that you're already someone who capable of just taking time to understand an industry and try to start a business so it's like it's like you know what i mean it's like if if that failed and he wasn't able to have the opportunity where he got the funding yeah. it's like do you think he would have done nothing yeah uh, it would have been over he would just be some random guy that no one knows about yeah I mean, actually, you'll never know, but, you know, I, I feel like... To a point, yeah, absolutely. It's like, so it's like... Built up to be that. Yeah. I, I guess it's like, see, really, just don't give up kind of thing. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so, yeah, anyways, I uh, I knew that I was going to eventually need to quit my job. This was, like, it's out. My job. Um, getting everything together. Really, like, yeah, this is going to be awesome. I'm super excited. And then um, he's figured out how he's going to quit his job as well. <laughs> so... Uh, oh yeah that's right so we, we did have a little like uh, a little retreat we're like listen like let's just go to michigan let's go camp mm-hmm. and so we i, I took you know, i used my sick days yeah i'm not gonna not use my sick days before i quit <laughs> my job yeah i was like those are mine <laughs> so uh and, you know we both use our sick days we we go out and uh his boss is like dude look because he had uh he had a job at uh uh yeah yeah I don't know if we're like, <laughs> 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 yeah, he had a job list. He managed the team. He had like some follow ups that he needed to do. He needed to be making calls and stuff. He kind of wasn't, you know. Yeah. He didn't want to, you know, end in bad turns, but he was really cool with his boss, too. Yeah. Um, you know, I was cool with my with the guy that I was with, but he had said some things earlier, uh, a couple weeks prior, where I was like, oh, oh you're just, uh, just a big part of the corporate. Like, yeah. 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 Shinday, like, all you care about is yourself. So I was like, I see how it is, and um, because uh, you know it's weird. No matter where I work, if I if I'm cool with my employer, I'm yeah. like I'm like, oh, dude, like we're homies. Like, yeah, I respect you. I respect. Yeah. I respect. I would never like you know bail on you. Yeah, you know, I'm like, I try to be a good employee throughout. I try to. It's more of like a like an ego thing. Like if I'm like if, I, if I'm working really hard for someone, I can impress someone. Either even if I'm making pizzas or if I'm fucking moving thousand dollars of like freight. Or yeah, making millions of dollars a year. Uh, doing something else uh, or make yeah, whatever. $13 an hour. Yeah. It's like I have the innate drive to just like perform well and do well and uh, be the best. So yeah. it's like definitely a competition kind of thing. Um, but yeah, no. And so we were like, oh, let's just like, let's go camp. Let's go to uh, Michigan. Yeah. Let's go uh, stop by some uh, some shops and uh, grab some uh, candy and <laughs> really relax. And uh, so we were out there so Dude, I am stressing. I'm stressing <laughs> so much because oh, look, I'm gonna quit my job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my god, oh my god, and I'm like, I'm like standing on top of the car, like seeing if I have like bars on my phone so I can send my resignation letter. <laughs> I was just like, like oh my god, I was like, I'm just gonna quit. Like, what do I do? I'm like. You know, my team is there and they're like, uh, you know, like, oh, like they think I'm sick and stuff and like sick. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm kind of just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, they're like, are you okay, dude? And I'm like, I'm fine. Like, yeah. Uh, I'm like, oh, man, I feel bad like doing this. But uh, at the same time, I kind of don't. Like, uh, I guess um, I'm easily replaceable. This is only a minor inconvenience in your guys' lives uh, without not having me there for just, you know, a moment. Um, this is something that I'm doing self as well uh and i I, if you were me i I feel like you would do the same so yeah you seem like opportunity takers so you know you know sorry but not sorry like uh you guys will be okay um a sense Uh, (laughs) and uh 
yeah. So, and then I, I was just like, all right, like I, I need to stop freaking out about this. Just pull the plug. And so I emailed my, uh, I was under management of, um, and I was just like, Hey, I was like, this is, I, he, cause I was sick and he was like, Oh, make sure you have a COVID thing. And this and that. I was like, okay, whatever. Like, cause I was like, <laughs> coming back. Yeah. I was like, here's my COVID test results. And he's like, I quit. <laughs> but no, I would never do it. And, uh, I, I don't want to like be like rude to anybody like that. Yeah. Know. Uh, especially since, you know, they gave me opportunity. Like, so I'm like, okay, I respect it. But I also, I'm like, you're also a giant corporation that makes billions of dollars. So yeah. it's like, you're cool. Like, yeah. and, uh, uh, but yeah, so I just, I, I emailed him and he was like, he was like, okay, cool. He's like, I'm just glad to see that, you know, you're not dead. Like, cause I was kind of AWOL. I was like, I'm yeah. super sick. And I didn't reply for a whole day one day. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God. Like, yeah. So it's like, um, and now this is just like, yeah, I'm glad you're not dead. He's like, okay. He's like, you're no longer an employee here. And they sent me like a bunch of uh, things. And I was just like, I did it. And then um, Colin had to talk with his boss and he was like, you know, how can I quit in a way that uh, I can get unemployment? And he was like, it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure, I was like, I'm trying to get fired, man. I want, <laughs> like, I'm trying to get as much money as, I'm trying to scam as much. <laughs> no, 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 actually, I'm not. <laughs> And it's all yeah. God. This is Tyler's lawyer. <laughs> Nothing he says is is all it is all satire. Like <laughs> you would never steal from the government. <laughs> you just have to really know from uh Tyler's perspective, him and I's relationship. We've been friends for seven years, so obviously this is the and I told him from the get-go, it's like, definitely, we're not keeping a 100% business. We'll throw jokes in. Yeah. Uh, and I love you can open up and be yourself because, like, yeah. it's just hilarious. Like, you just make me laugh so much. But that just, that's so crazy that you, it was the scariest jump you've had. But I'm sure you're grateful now, um, even though it's like you're still in this startup phase, but you're, you quit. And then um, Colin as well had to quit his job at Angie's List. And it's like. That was probably the slap across the face of reality, basically being like, you now don't have income coming to security. Yeah. yeah. It's like you're on your own and figure it out and no one's going to help you and no one cares because you're completely on your own and you're your, your own entity. Yeah. And it's a doggy dog world. And in some business, especially in the freight business, I know. Um, but through that process of day one, what was it like when you're you're done? You've quit. It's done. What was the next day? like was it like all right let's go overload let's go let's go let's go let's yeah go. it really was it was like uh okay it wasn't like yeah, yeah. But, but it was like all right let's get let's get it rocking let's get it started you know we took a little vacation we went camping real quick um we came back and we were like it's time to get to business we have everything we need uh we have let's get the ball rolling um so we started hitting the phones um we had another guy uh would it be okay can you take a pee break <laughs> yeah absolutely all right we can pause for all right, we're back now. Tyler um, feels a lot. <laughs> so let's 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 keep on going with that that phase though. Like day one, what it was like walking me through. Yeah, day one. Sun was bright. The sun was beautiful. <laughs> I woke up. I don't have to drive to work. My I get to. I'm like hi. I work from home now. That's <laughs> so why I go to my office and uh, you know I log in and uh, we do everything over. It's funny we actually do. Uh, everything over discord or we'll meet in person and work together mm -hmm. off laptops and computer depending who's where and um uh but we'll meet we meet on discord and uh we, we click on and uh you know we got to it you know we kind of game plan like hey, good morning everybody um we had one individual with us uh who was a uh like an employee of ours he was kind of on the sales side of things uh ultimately he wanted to do uh a recruiting uh but you know one of those uh, lessons that you learn, it's like, you know, you're not going to need recruiting for a while. Yeah. Uh, and then um, also as well, it's like, it's hard to, it's hard to coach people. It's hard to, um, it's hard to face reality when it comes to when you're. Yeah. Um, but uh, he was actually someone who uh, closed the first like two customers of ours. Um, so it, things were good. Like, I think within like the second week or was the first week, you know, we actually got customers, but in in this industry, it's a it's a cold call thing. It's like you're calling people. You can make it a warm call if you know something about them. Mm -hmm. You know some. Hey, like I was just in there the other day. Uh, I saw that you guys had a lot. Of, you know, I love your plants. Like I buy you guys' stuff all the time. I was just wondering, like you know, shipping department I could speak to. 
like, oh, great. Like, uh, hey, you know, my name's whatever. Like, uh, you know, found your company because shop here a lot. Uh, workings of logistics, this and that. Get your foot in and stuff like that. But, um, uh, you know, so we're doing a lot of cold calling, um, calling a bunch of companies, going through just Google, Google Maps, um, databases where you companies, uh, registries. Um, and just call everybody like, hey, uh, can I speak to your shipping department? Yeah, it's uh, it's cool calling. So it's like, yeah, sure. You know, hey Tim, yeah, hey, it's Tim. Like, oh, you know, we're, we got it all handled, brother. And it's like, uh, when you work in this industry, you come across what is called like a gatekeeper, which is the uh, the lady who answers the phone, yeah, the secretary, or whatever, yeah. And they know what's up. You know, they probably get calls like that all the time. So you'll hear like, uh, like, hey, like uh, this is whatever from where, from where, where are you from? Oh, who are you with? Uh, okay, like, no, no, we're good. Like, uh, bye, like, hang yeah. up on you. And then, uh, you know, the beauty of uh, being a small company and, you know, not having to worry about corporate things, you call back and be like, all right, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so then we had, our guys were grinding, uh, doing sales and, you know, closing customers. And it was, uh, it was a good feeling. It was definitely a high. It was definitely like, we're doing it. It's getting done. Not only that, like we're proving it that we're doing it. Like we have customers. Money's coming in. Um, so yeah, it, it was definitely like it's like so much, so long of talking about it and wanting to do it, actually putting money in and and learning about it and getting all the paper, hard shit of work, yeah, and things like that. And it's like it's like I'm ready. I'm ready to go now. It's like oh, man, it's like. I wasn't expecting that. Now it's like to the stuff we do know. It's like what we yeah. do know is logistics. Like yeah. we do know is how to how to move freight. So it's like, let's get to it. And that's where the cookie crumbles for part one. Be looking forward to part two. And guys, I have a ton of stuff pl planned for the future. Like uh, Profit First, a book that I read, I'll teach you how to literally retire with $1.5 million in your bank account. It's no get rich quick. It's a long term of compounding effect into a Roth IRA. I'll talk about it in the future episode. Almost knocked the mic over and knocked myself out. That's minus the point though. Don't forget to share with friends and family. Please, please, please leave a review because that helps me out a ton on the podcast channel and share with friends and family this episode if you if you enjoyed it um, and also do not forget you are blessed you woke up this morning not everyone did and you have so much to look forward to I know you're going to go out there and kill it that's what this podcast is all about you growth mindset you're getting after it you're trying to learn more and you know what you're going to go somewhere just because of that with that being said cue the outro this has been the Redefine Relentless Podcast. Catch you guys later. And that's the last you saw of them. You got it?